Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Cody Byrne, pastor of Tribes Church, and welcome to our podcast. I wanted to take a moment and just thank you so much for joining us, for taking the time. And hey, I really pray that this time encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Enjoy the message. You know, I've, I've been in ministry now over a decade, and I plan to do this till I die. And that's a long time away from now, hopefully. There's a, there's a lot more ahead. And I just felt led, my friends, to just tell you tonight to keep showing up. Just keep showing up. I want to read for just a few moments and then we're going to continue to worship. If you have your Bibles, you can open it up. We're going to be in Isaiah chapter 6. If you don't have your Bible, that is okay. We'll have it for you on the screen. Isaiah 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4, And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6, then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Verse 8, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Isaiah said this. Here I am, send me, verse 9a, and he said, go and say to this people. Now we're introduced to quite a scene here, quite a moment. Isaiah, he's a, he's a prophet. He lived in about the seventh century BC. He prophesied for about, scholars estimate about 60 years. He writes some of the most prophetic utterances about the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who would come some 700 years later. Most famous is his messianic prophecy, Isaiah 53, which that song, Son of Suffering, is based around, by his stripes we are healed, like a lamb sent to the, sent to the slaughter. He kept his mouth shut. He went by his wounds, by his stripes we're healed. Isaiah is commissioned by the Lord in this moment. We're told this, in the year that King Uzziah died, in the year that the king died, if you know your biblical history, you know that King Uzziah was a, a good king for the most part. <laughs> he loved the Lord, served the Lord, was faithful to the Lord. Unfortunately, he had a, a tragic ending, but he, he died. So there's this good king leading Israel leading the people of God he is now dead 
Now there's a gap. Now there's a void. Now there's this turmoil. The, the Assyrian Empire is closing in on the northern kingdom. They are about to take over. There is conquest. There is dominance. There is division. There is destruction on the horizon. And I, I just want to make note of this because we're told in Isaiah 6, 1, that in the year that the king died, I saw the Lord. Where was the Lord? Sitting upon a throne. We may wonder, God, where are you? In the midst of turmoil, in the midst of division, in the midst of this, this toxic culture we may see in this, this world, this tension. Do I get vaccinated? Do I not get vaccinated? Black lives matter. No, all lives matter. I, I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I'm deconstructing. Then I don't know what's all of this tension, this division. In our context, we may wonder, God, where are you? If you're so good, why is all of this happening? Why, is, why haven't I been able to see my family? Why hasn't my wife been able to see her family in almost three years now? Why did you send us here, God? Why did you tell us to leave everything when we can't even go and see our family? Why would you call us, Lord, to step out in faith and have a third baby out here when we don't have anyone to help us? Why would you call us to lead a church and to plant a church and to create something from nothing in the middle of a global pandemic? Where are you in all of this, God? Maybe you're wondering, God, where are you in all of this? Turmoil, pain, suffering. I don't know what you are going through. But I want to tell you this. Where is the Lord? He's upon a throne. <laughs> that in the year that the king died, in the year that there was a gap, in the year that there was all of this on the horizon, the Lord is still on the throne. And I got to tell somebody today that the Lord is still on the throne. That he is still sovereign, still good, still in control. Isaiah sees the Lord sitting upon the throne. We're told that the, the train of his robe fills the temple. You know, kings in this society, they would, if they were very noble and very dignified and very respected, they would have long trains or hems from their robes. And this was to show literally that you cannot move around and you cannot bend down. You cannot do any sort of work with this train that is following you. So what the kings would do is it would signify their status. They would sit in their throne and their train would flow down from the throne. That they would have those to come in to serve and to respect and to honor them. And we're told, my friend, that, that the king of kings is not just, it's not just a, a, a trail that goes down to the steps of the throne. It fills the temple. That he is the most dignified. He is the most worthy. He is the most prestigious. He is the most worthy. This is the scene. Isaiah sees the Lord high and lifted up on the throne. There wasn't a king on a throne, but there was a king on his throne. And we're told that Isaiah sees this. This awe, this respect, this, this reverence. And he says his first thing isn't like, oh my goodness, it's God. What's up? He says, woe is me. 
I'm a man of unclean lips. I am unworthy. I live in a generation of uncleanliness. I am undone. In the presence of the Most High God, he recognizes the contrast. High and lifted up. Woe is me. But if you know anything about Isaiah, you know that he was a righteous man. You know that he was a godly man. He was a, a prophet. His wife, we don't even know her name. He just calls her the prophetess. He's a, he's a godly man. But even the most righteous, even the most godly in the presence of the Almighty is still, woe is me, I am undone. My friends, I hope that we know that the baseline of our relationship, the baseline of this Christianity thing, the baseline of following Jesus is this awe and this reverence that you are on the throne. And Isaiah then goes and he says, I'm a man of unclean lips. We're told that around the throne there are seraphim, these angels. This is important. They have six wings. Two of them cover their eyes because they dare not gaze at the presence of God. They count themselves unworthy to look upon God. They have two wings that cover their feet, covering even the most humble of their bodies. And they have two wings which fly, signifying service, availability, to and fro. Isaiah sees the Lord, and we're told that an angel, the seraphim, they take with tongs from the altar a burning coal. It's a live coal. It's hot. It's so hot, it's so pure that it has to be taken with tongs. The angel comes and he touches Isaiah's mouth and he says, this is your sin being atoned for. This is your cleansing. And what this signifies, my friend, is that it is the fire of God that purifies us. It is the holy, it's not strange fire, it's holy fire. That God would burn the flesh out of us touching our, our mouths, so to speak, that the flesh part of us may burn up. That God, I recognize that this is not so much about me and how well I can deliver and what I can do, but it is, Lord, would you refine me? Would you purify me? Would you cleanse me? Isaiah sees this picture. And imagine just even after, okay, you, you literally get burned with some, some hot coals on your lips. But we're not mentioned, are we, of, of any pain. We're not told that Isaiah said, ouch. Or, God, what, what, what is this? His next response is, here I am. God, I, I recognize who you are. I recognize your deity, your divinity. And I don't know if you know this, my friend, but God has designed this relationship to be a collaboration, to be a partnership. That God would desire to use you and me. That God didn't send the angels to preach the gospel. God decided to take on human flesh to come down to this earth to reconcile us to him so that we could partake in his kingdom.
Did you hear Isaiah's told this? God, God says, who will go for us? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah, here's the word. He just, just shows up. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. I, I recognize who you are. I recognize that you are a creator. I recognize that you are holy. I recognize that you have atoned for my sin, that you have purified me, that I, all I had to do was just stay in your presence and you did the heavy lifting. And I want us to understand this, my friend. Isaiah then has a response. He experiences the power, the holiness, the salvation of God, and there is a response. The response, here I am, Lord. Would you send me? I remember being a teenager. I grew up in a Christian home. You know, about 15, 14 to 20, really, I just kind of wandered. I put God up on the shelf. I'm good. I know all the Bible verses. You know, I've, I've seen enough Veggie Tales. You know, I've, I've sung enough, uh, enough songs in the church. I've set up enough chairs. I've slept in the pews, so to speak. We didn't have pews, but it sounds kind of cool saying it, you know. I'll be good. Give me four years to live my life. I'll be good. I'll come back. But I remember really before I'd come back, there was just something stirring in me. And I remember coming across Isaiah 6, 8. Just this cry, just, here I am, send me. And I remember as a teenager praying this prayer. Not really following Jesus, but Lord, here, here I am. Would you send me? I, I don't even know if I knew what I was saying. I, di I didn't know what I would be sent to do, but I just had this heart of like, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll show up. And if you know anything of my story, that has been my journey is just showing up. I didn't mean to be in this room, but someone invited me and I got into a room and my life changed. Interruption after interruption, just show up. Okay, now I'm leading in this ministry. God just says, keep showing up. Keep saying yes. I don't know if you understand the power of that word yes. As you say yes to Jesus, you are opening up your life to a divine partnership. That it is a, a partnership between humanity and divinity. That it's yes, Lord, I'm available. Yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, I'll go. But we get kind of tripped up, don't we? Okay. Well, Lord, I need you to tell me the five-year plan. Okay, where am I going to go? Am I, do I have a job? Huh? Jesus, do I have a job? Is there a spouse in the mix? Come on. What blessings do you have? What's, what's the five-year plan? And the Lord just, I believe, is telling you right now, it's just... Just say yes. So the word for us, my friend, is we, I believe, need to be a people that have a heart to just say yes to God. And that we would make a priority, we make it a priority in our life to just keep showing up, 
just to keep saying yes, to keep getting in the room, keep coming to gather corporately, to come and let your faith be stirred. You know, a, a, a coal. If a coal is just by itself, you light it, it'll burn, but it'll fade out over time. But if you get coals next to each other and you light those puppies on fire, y'all, they will burn and burn and burn. How many of y'all ever felt like just a single coal out there, just burning? (laughs) And you're starting to feel like, man, I feel like my flame is just dying. I feel weary. I feel tired. Friends, y'all, I got to tell you, keep showing up. Get in community. Keep showing up. The Lord wants to meet with you. Keep showing up to your, your, your appointments. Put in your phone. I challenge you. Put in your phone every morning. Why the morning? I think the morning, it's great to start your morning right. Do it in the evening if you want. Set 30 minutes in your calendar. Just say, meet with God. I want to challenge you with this. 30 minutes. Do 10 minutes of reading scripture. And where do I start? Start in Romans. It's fire. Yeah, we're, we're that kind of church. We're going to Romans. Start with Romans. 10 minutes of reading. Then 10 minutes of writing. I'm serious. Do this. I'm going to do it with you this week. 10 minutes of writing. What, what stood out to you? And then at the end, 10 minutes of prayer. I don't know how to pray. How do you talk to your dog? How do you talk to your cat? How do you talk to yourself? Just talk. God, I don't know what to say. But I just read Romans 8 says that there is no condemnation in Christ. Uh, and that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. I don't know if I believe that, but would you show me today? Pray. Talk to God. Keep showing up. If you feel tired, if you feel weary, keep showing up. Keep showing up. Keep saying yes. You know, the other day I was uh, in my, my, my son's room, and uh, he loves Hot Wheels. It's more so I love Hot Wheels, and I got him into loving Hot Wheels, you know. We just bought all these tracks, and Chantel's like, are you sure this is for him? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on. But uh, I'd come across um, just a Hot Wheel car on, on the floor, so I, I go and I pick it up, and I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. As a kid, I'd be like, man, I would totally drive this one day, you know? Come on. But... Uh, I was just kind of looking around it, and I, I looked underneath the Hot Wheel car. I'm looking at all, you know, these, these things. I'll see, see this number. I see, uh, what's, what's J48? So I start looking it up, and we had bought this car just last year, just fresh out of the box from, from the store. And I, I, I spent some time a few weeks ago, and I look up, Hot Wheels and markings, and I come to find out that this car was made in 2016, specifically the 48th week of 2016. So this car was made between November 28th and December 4th of 2016. Now, why is this important? What does a Hot Wheel have to do with the Bible and Jesus and God? What got me thinking, you know, this this was made years ago. 
And it was almost like it was just waiting for me on the shelf. Just, just to buy it, just, just to grab it, just to show up. I said, man, I, I really like that. I think my son would like that. In Ephesians 2.10, I want to read this for you. It says this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That God has things prepared in advance for us. That he has created, he has made things in advance for us. You could say that this was created in advance for my son. That this was made before he was even a thought. But it just took me some years. It took me moving across the world to grab this off the shelf and to say, man, you know what? This was made for me. This was made for me to take hold of. This was made for me to, to grab and give to my son. For I don't know if you believe this, but I have to tell you that there are things that God has planned for your life. Things on the shelf, so to speak, already made, already packaged. It's just going to require you to show up, just to step into the moments, just to continue to say yes. You don't know what's going to happen in five years. You don't know the mysteries and the goodness of God. But I wonder if there is a people here tonight who will say, Lord, I will show up. I will say yes. I will step into any space that you lead me. I will say yes to whatever you have for me. I will go. I will speak. I will love. I will serve. Even in the midst of turmoil and distress and Man, the king is no longer on the throne, but my friend, God is still good. God is still working. And God is just encouraging you tonight. Keep showing up. Thanks again for hanging out with us on the Tribes Podcast. Before you click off, before you move on, I would love to encourage you to take a moment and pray. God wants to speak to you, not just through this time, but continually throughout the day. So take a moment and ask God, what is he asking of you? Have a great week, my friends. God bless. We'll see you next week.